Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, my brother, Alex. What's going on, man? I would ask how you're doing, but... Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a very, uh, this is probably going to be a different podcast than most of our others, obviously, with the news of, uh, you know, the tragedy that the sports world and just everybody experienced yesterday, uh, you know, we, we, we usually joke around a lot and, uh, you know, just get on each other but you know this one i uh we should probably uh you know just do a little differently and maybe honor kobe bryant his daughter Mm -hmm. and the rest of the the people that passed yesterday and uh you know kind of reflect and you know just give you our thoughts on on what we thought of kobe or how we yeah, and kind of, and kind of how we're handling it, right? I mean, I think a lot of people are struggling with it, and uh, it's, it's you know, it's difficult news to hear uh, whenever someone passes, and someone of the fame and celebrity of Kobe Bryant, I think, makes it a little bit harder. I think when we see someone on TV, we feel like we can relate to them, and uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, looked up to him for his basketball abilities yeah. and. More recently, for his artistic abilities and him as a dad and stuff, and it's just been a tough day. Um, it's been it's been a really tough day. We're both fathers as well. Uh, you know, we've got kids. Ironically, we both have three kids, um, and it's tough. You know, like the thing that really struck me was the fact that. You know, his daughter was with him and, uh, you know, that they were headed to a basketball tournament, uh, that, you know, she, she was a very good basketball player and you, you, um, you know, everyone's heard me say that my son plays baseball and plays all these baseball tournaments. And I mean, I can't tell you how much time I've spent in the car with my son driving to tournaments and practice and the batting cages and stuff like that, how much time my son and I spend in the car together. And, um, yeah, and my son happens to be 13, you know, it's, right. it's really hit hard, you know? And, and I wasn't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan in the world. You know, I thought he was a great basketball player, but you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a, I wasn't, a, I'm not a huge Lakers fan. I wasn't a huge Kobe fan. You know, I thought he was a great player. Right. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but it still strikes you when you hear of a father and daughter passing away tragically like this. And and also the other people on the plane, right? Uh, you know, we'll go through later on and we'll we'll have our condolences for all, all nine of them. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's just tragic. You know, a guy's 41 years old. Young. Uh, you know, there's, there, for me personally and, you know, that's why I say you're going to get my point of view, Ed's point of view. And, you know, if, 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 uh, you know, if, if you've heard this podcast before, then odds are, you know, chances are you, you've heard me, uh, you know, uh, give grief to other basketball, to to other athletes or, or whatever. If, if, you know, if this is your first time listening to it, then, 
uh, then welcome. But you know, there's there's a time and place for everything. You separate things accordingly. For me personally, um, you know, I I I've really taken into account Kobe the basketball player and Kobe the person. You know, me I, I grew up playing a lot of basketball. I would cut class and go play basketball. Like, I mean, no, seriously, like yeah. that's how much I played basketball. I would come home from school, uh, you know, do homework, go to the park, right? And so for me, I started watching basketball around 92 and I got to catch, you know, the prime era of, of Jordan, right? Winning all those championships and, you know, Along that ride, I got to see Kobe come into the league, and you know, as a as a as a teenager, right, almost my age. I mean, he's only four years older than I am, and you know, as Kobe was in the league, uh, you know, was in the league for for years and years, right. You you saw the comparisons between him and Jordan, and. You know, everybody, all of us wanted to go to the park and imitate Jordan. You know, it was always imitating Jordan, whatever it was, right? Whether you were sticking your tongue out, whether you were shooting a fadeaway or trying to, you know, imitate the the jumpman, right? The The jumpman symbol, right? I mean, you were, that's how it was for me, you know? And I didn't have a basketball team growing up, you know, but I loved Michael Jordan. Right. You know, like, I just loved his game, right? His his competitiveness, right? And I feel like, and and me neither. I wasn't, I, and I'm not a, a big Laker fan, and I'm not a, you know, super Kobe Bryant uh, super fan, you know? Right. But, you know, I've, I've learned to appreciate his game or whatever. And so I felt like he was kind of like, uh, you know another part of the bridge that right Jordan left and then you got Kobe and they were so similar their game was so similar the the funny thing is right there's millions of kids like yourself at that time imitating Jordan right and he got to do it alongside Jordan exactly to me one of the pictures of, of Kobe that I will always remember was him at half court Standing next to Jordan, bent over, tugging on his shorts, right, and they were chatting about something while someone else was taking free throws, right? That yeah. picture of and it was and it was Kobe trying, tr- trying to be Jordan. He got to do it on TV, right, right in front of everyone. We, we did it in the playground. Yeah, he got to do it in front of everybody, right. And he, I mean, that it's it's hard to be perfect, but he. Shit, man, he damn near perfected it. Like, I mean, he, they have a, a, a video, it's like a three-minute video of all the moves, you know, and, and they kind of uh, edit it to, the, to a way where, you know, Jordan starts off with, like, you know, shaking a guy and going into the fadeaway, and then the, the editing goes into it being Kobe Bryant jumping and shooting, right. you know? So that, it, it's like... It was almost like Jordan never left, right? Like because I mean he, if if he he got so close to being just just like him. Not only that, but then he was also almost as successful as Jordan, right? right. Five rings. He did it 
in with his own dynamic duo, right? Him and Shaq together. Right. Um, so it was very interesting to think back to that time and how, yeah, he, you know, there was a song, I Want to Be Like Mike, right, that they played right. in those commercials. And all of us, millions of kids out there were trying to be like Mike. Yeah. And he got to do it, and he got to do it in front of everyone. Right. Um, you know, the one of the things I remember most about Kobe is, uh, or, or that I reflected upon yesterday and today is, you know, he lived more than half of his life in the public eye, right? He got drafted right out of high school by the Charlotte Hornets, who then traded him to the Lakers, mm-hmm. right? The, they finagled that deal so that he ended up in L.A. And he literally grew up on TV in front of us, yeah. right? He <clears throat> was 17 when he got drafted, and we saw him for 20 years in the NBA until he was 37 or 38 by the time he retired. Yeah. And then, you know, he wasn't in the public eye all the time, but, you know, he was still active. Him and his wife have a foundation, a charitable foundation, so he's very visible with that. But then, he, you know, he went on to, to do a, a short movie that won an Oscar. So he lived more than half of his life in front of us. And yeah. we got to see it. We got to see it. We got to see it all, right? Right. The good, yeah. him as a basketball player, one of the, Probably one of the top 75 players of all time, for sure, right? Uh, winning championships. Uh, the bad, right? The the spat with Shaq and stuff like that. Yeah. The ugly, the case in Colorado. Um, Which, by the way, he was such a competitor that... did it. Wasn't that the game that he flew out to... He flew from after the court or something? And yeah, he, he dropped like 40 points and then had to like fly back to yeah, he, he, I mean that that that's what stands out to Kobe for me man like his competitiveness you know it was you know he wanted to beat you at whatever game and he you know he had no ill intentions but he just wanted to win on the basketball court and it feels like that translated to life itself yeah. right to to, he wanted to win at being the best role model to his kids, to being the best teacher to Gigi, to being uh, the best short film writer, to being, uh, you know, whatever other things he had going on or was about to accomplish and do. He just wanted to, to be the best at it. And mm-hmm. I, that approach that he had on the court, he, he took it everywhere, everywhere with him. Yeah. And his competitive, you know, again, wanting to be like Mike, right? Michael Jordan had is legendary for how competitive he is on the basketball court, on the golf course, playing cards or whatever. And Kobe was very, very similar in that regard. You know, like you talk about his competitiveness and his heart when it came to the game of basketball. The the memory that sticks out to me, one of the memories that sticks out to me the most is when he blew his Achilles, right? Yeah. He got fouled on that play. And he had to shoot two free throws. And they took a timeout, right? And he stood up and he waved off the doctor and he walked to the free throw line. He made his two free throws and then walked himself back to the locker room with no help. Right. Right? And uh, he must have been in, in ridiculous in a ridiculous amount of pain. I mean, I've, I've never ruptured my Achilles, 
but I've run marathons on hilly courses mm-hmm. where my Achilles have been sore the next day and it freaking hurts. Yeah. I can't imagine if you tore your Achilles to, you know, continue to stand out there and 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 then make the two free throws, right? right? Like that's just uh, he was he was the ultimate he was the ultimate competitor, I think. Uh just an incredible, incredible competitor. You know, I, I know when Michael Jordan uh, was playing basketball, right, even towards the end of his career, you know, social media wasn't wasn't as big, right? Right. It is now, right? And we still have Jordan. But I feel like Jordan is not as accessible as Kobe Bryant has made himself to be, right? So then after basketball, we kind of... You know, it, it. He goes into his short film and write all this Foundation, side stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, the detail which he does on right, ESPN, right? right? The, the, sh- the the short TV show on ESPN, right? And so you know, he's and you you see he's actively tweeting on social media, and so and obviously, right? I mean, if 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 you if you try to you know. Uh, if you try to uh, contact him through social media, he's more than likely he's not going to answer, right? But he's still he's still there, right? You feel like you can still touch him, right? Michael Jordan kind of like you know, yeah, he owns a basketball team and all that, and you know, but he kind of appears and then goes away for a while and he'll come back. But you know, Kobe, Kobe is still there, kind of like you know, just like a regular human being, right? Like you know, he was so proud of of his daughter and like. A lot of his pictures on his Instagram are, you know, his daughter. He was really proud of, you know, he didn't even, he really didn't want to get into basketball. And and the reason why he got in back into basketball after retirement is because his daughter showed interest. And so that kind of made him, you know, uh, get more involved, right? And you see that how many pictures you see on the internet of them going to a basketball game and and sitting courtside and stuff like that I mean I, I think I think that really is uh you know is is neat to see and you know I, I you know I got a daughter myself and you know we're pretty close um and we you know we spent a lot of time together and so you know I would imagine that you know in today's world trying to you know, bring up one daughter is difficult. He's had to do, he's had to bring up four daughters. So, you know, it just, uh, I don't know, man, you know, you just, sometimes you just need to take a step back and, you know, look at things a little differently. It sucks that something like this had to happen for, uh, you know, a lot of us to, you know, think differently and, speak differently or whatever or tweet differently uh but hopefully it, it uh you know makes good out of people yeah you know like uh, i think you know a lot of t- you're right we get caught up in our lives and whatnot and you know you and myself and jay are on a on a text together and i think the three of us are pretty good about you know just talking to each other and we, I mean, sometimes we get heated in those discussions, but every now and then, right, something will, something will happen, a holiday, a birthday or something, and, 
you know, we will send out a text that says, I love you guys, you know, or, or, you know, feeling blessed to have you guys in my life or whatever. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people today that are reaching out to their kids or their spouses or, you know, other friends and relatives and saying that stuff. And, you know, it's not a whole lot of good that comes out of something like this. It's still very, very tragic. But at least there's that, you know, at least you're, at least it reminds you to reach out to, you know, your kid that, you know, you got an older kid that may be far away, uh, your parents, you know, whatever, uh, it, you know, just, you just never know what's going to happen in life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you should not wait until you can't tell them you love mm-hmm. them. And I don't know why, I mean, Michael Jackson, Prince... Uh, I don't know. There's so many people that have passed away. Celebrities, singers, athletes. Name them. I, I you know I can't name them right now, but there are so many, right? But for me, this one happened to hit so hard. I I I kind of still can't understand why. Uh, you know, if if you didn't show some type of emotion yesterday or today, then you're probably really cold blooded. You don't care. You don't have any heart. I I, I don't know, but it maybe because I don't know. Maybe because I, I, I grew up watching him from the very beginning yeah. to the very end. I I don't know. I I wasn't a basketball player, right? There's not too many parallels between me and Kobe Bryant. Like I don't understand how. Um, I don't understand how he's had such an effect on on people. Like he's had an he's had a direct effect on the city of Los Angeles. Right. He's had a di- uh, an effect on people all over the United States, and he's had a huge effect on people worldwide: China, Italy, right, the whole Europe. Uh, the guy speaks five different languages. It's it's just amazing. It's amazing how amazing of a person Kobe Bryant is. Like we you know, we really need to appreciate Kobe Bryant and and you know, have that instill that mamba mentality in in us in in whatever we do. It it's I think it's a real thing. I I think he's he, he's made it to where like it it's it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, there's no parallels. Like I can't I can't relate to to Kobe, but for some reason um I don't know. He, you know, it, it Well, I think it, it was I, it I was think weird. Part of, I think part of what makes it difficult is that uh he wasn't just an athlete, right? We saw him so much with his daughters over the last few years, especially after basketball, that, you know, he's, he's a, he's, it's kind of weird to say this, but he was a normal dad. Right. right? And you're a dad and I'm a dad. And, and I think that's where the connection really kind of happened for a lot of people. Um, that you don't have with all those other celebrities, right? You just didn't see Could it be, the same yeah. way. And um, especially for dads that are sports sports fans, right? Like, you know, your daughter played sports. And, and so, you know, you, you've done that, you know, going to games and watching them play and practice and stuff like that. Obviously, I have as well. And, 
and that's what we saw from him. And you know, there's millions upon millions of kids uh, in this country that play sports, and they have their dads that follow them around, watching practice or watching games or whatever. And I think that is the right. That's the that's the big connection with so many people, and I think that's why a lot of people are taking it hard. You know, because they yeah. see a guy that, yeah, he was a basketball player. He's a great basketball player. He's famous and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he kind of really became human to us by the way he's been with his daughters over the last... I mean, he, his daughters were at the games a lot in his last few seasons. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's not just the three years since he retired or four years, however long it's been. It's the, you know, a few years before that, you know, the oldest is 13. And so... You know, we've seen it for several years, and I think that is what's made him incredibly human and what has made this, uh, I think, has hit people particularly hard. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely know. has. Yeah, it's been a tough day. It's been a tough day all the way around. You, you mean, interviews everywhere with other athletes who knew him, who barely knew him, who, you know, just... Their memories. You hear sportscasters talk about their memories of their time with Kobe Bryant. You know, a little. If you go on Twitter, there's, I mean, there's, con, you know, just a constant flow of snippets from interviews, and it's just, you know, the one that strikes me is the one. There's an interview. There's a, a snippet of an interview with, um, with Jimmy Kimmel, and he's talking about his daughter. Yeah. The basketball player. Right. And how proud he is of her. And yeah. again, that's another instance, right? Like, just like you, you know, at the office bragging about how your daughter played or me at the, you know, talking to you sometimes about yeah. how my son played in a tournament. It's just I that. think, I feel like that's where, if you want to say, I can relate to, to Kobe Bryant. Because... Right. Brooklyn, my daughter has Brooklyn is is her name. I, she has nothing of her mother except like one thing, right? Like like feature wise, nothing like her mother, right? Like everything is is all it's it's all me like her. Her skin color, her attitude, her you know just just the way she is, right? It, it's. She's really like ninety percent me. <laughs> like I did half the work, but she's ninety percent me. So for <laughs> you, better not tell your wife that. <laughs> well, I did do half the work. Not really. <laughs> it takes two to tango, right? Yeah, you didn't do shit for nine months after that, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. Change diapers and here and there. But like, right? So and, and and me looking at Kobe and his daughter, they look so alike, right? Similar, right? And and the way. Uh, some of her uh, facial expressions are, are just like Kobe, um, and and maybe that's what it is, right? Maybe maybe in that way we're we're related, right? Or I can draw some parallels between my relationship with my daughter and his relationship with his daughter, right? And so it just, uh, I, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's just weird. I had I had. I think the whole dad thing is what's really made him. Yeah. Well, more so, you know, I have a daughter. He's got right his daughter, my daughter, right? It's just but so I don't know, man. It's it's just uh I stayed off Twitter for the most part yesterday. I mean, obviously I won't want to know what was going on, right? And then obviously you you know, tweet Twitter f- 
feeds you or flooded you with a bunch of videos and his stuff and um that's the other thing i think that makes it hard right it happened i mean it, it it happened like in the middle of a sunday right where you you know you weren't busy at work you could sit on your phone and read twitter and whatnot right. and the way we're connected today it happened it happened and, and not even an hour later oh yeah you, you, right like at the first report the first tweet i saw was less than an hour after they found the the wreckage mm-hmm. it's like you know and it's like kobe was on that planet whoa is it real? Is it not real? And you go through right. all that and trying to verify and just, just terrible, man. I can't imagine what his wife is going through yesterday and today. We'll, I mean, we'll never know. And I hope I never we'll find never out. know. You know, his, I uh, want to find, I mean, my heart breaks for her because it's one thing to lose a husband. It's one uh, thing to lose a kid, but man, to lose both in, in one fell swoop is right. just, I, it's, in that in that same interview with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I'm sure he's told the story a bunch of times. But he's, he he mentioned how you know he uh, him and, and his daughter Gigi uh, would go out right, and then people would come up to him and they would say, "Come on, Kobe, you got to you got to get a son, man. You know, keep keep it uh, you know keep the tradition going, this and that." And and then uh, he said his daughter turned and he said, "You know, oh no, I got this. Like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be the one to carry the, the tradition." And and that, yeah, that same fire he yes, has, that, yeah. that's, that really struck me when he shared, when I when I saw when I heard right. that story. And so and so when I hear something like that, I think of my daughter and I. I think of you and Eric. I think of. Uh, you know, I just, I just think of those similarities, you know, and and I guess that's where, you know, we, it, it, that's why it kind of hits, right? Yeah. We just, you know, I can't relate to the millions of dollars and to all the money he has and the helicopter that he has, and I, I can't relate to none of that. But when we look at Kobe Bryant, the person, and that, and that's why I say he's more accessible, right? Jordan didn't, doesn't has never given us that, right? right. Or he's just done things differently, and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way they, you know, human beings work, right? Right. right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy, man. I couldn't even listen to sports radio this morning. I probably listened to like ten minutes, and then it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. I, it's, I, it's, I, I just, it's so sad. It just, it kind of ruins your day, right? It's yeah. Just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, so. I thought, I thought the tributes yesterday by the NBA were. Um, were appropriate, the, the twenty four second violation right. that teams were taken to start the game. Um, you know, I thought that was a very classy way to. Um, I thought it was a very classy way to honor him. Honor him uh, on on the day. It re, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of NASCAR when Dale Earnhardt Senior died. You know, he was number three. Mm-hmm. They would, um, they would not race the first three laps the following week when yeah. they when they when they had a race, um, you know, and then the the rest of the season they would put up the everyone would put up three fingers whenever it was lap yeah. number three to to remember him and I I'd imagine that the tributes to Kobe will last all year I I don't think the twenty four shot the twenty four second shot clock violation will go on much more but right. probably a week or so but 
Probably for the All Star game, they'll do it. I'm sure there'll be a huge, um, a huge uh, tribute to Kobe at the All Star game. You know, I mean, it's difficult for everyone. I don't think it's any harder for you know. Obviously, no one has it harder than than his wife. But you know, I can't imagine what LeBron's going through or what he went through yesterday. You know, he broke, he passed him on the all-time scoring list Saturday night. Uh, there was a lot of comments and, and little snippets on ESPN about him and Kobe uh, leading up to Saturday night. I mean, he was only, I think, 17 points away, so it's pretty pretty much a given that he was going to break it on Saturday in Philadelphia, where, you know, where he was from. Um, and I And then to hear the interview with LeBron after the game... Where he talks about Kobe is, that's uh, one of the eeriest things I, I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Just to have a, a player talk about another player like that, basically 12 hours before right. he passes away, is it, just suddenly, is just, it's freaky. Yeah. Freaky. Right. I can't imagine what, you know, and he's he's on the Lakers, he's part of that organization. I think that organization as a whole is probably struggling today. My heart goes out to them as well. And, uh, man, it's just heartbreaking all the way around. Yeah, think about the players. I mean, right, I, I, we, we're talking about how, you know, how it affected us and how we're reacting to it. We can't touch him. We can't pick up the phone and text him, call him, right? Um, they were able to do that. The players were able to do that. He has so many relationships and... You know, it's, it's like a fraternity, right? That yeah. Those guys, everybody knows each other, right? They spend time in the offseason. And, you know, uh, Kyrie Irving and, and, and Kobe supposedly uh, were like really good friends, right? And uh, we've seen how Kyrie Irving took it, right? Not not playing yesterday and kind of leaving practice or whatever or the shoot-around. And so I can't imagine what those guys are going through. There's so many people that, so many players that looked up to to Kobe, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, he had become a bit of a father figure in the NBA, yeah, talking yeah. to young guys like Trey Young and, right. uh, you know, stuff like that. And the other thing, too, is the NBA, probably more so than other sports, the players are much more close-knit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a tighter bond because... A lot of those guys, you know, if they're one or two or three years apart, they've been playing in tournaments together since they were seven or eight years old. And right. those AAU tournaments and yeah. whatnot, traveling the country. And then, you know, when they get to the NBA, you know, it's not like the NFL where there's 54 guys on a roster and the roster, you know, 40% of the roster turns over every year. In the NBA, there's only 12 guys the roster only changes two or three people, yeah. right? Which would be twenty five percent of the roster. It's it, so there's more consistency, right? In in the rosters, and so you know, you know that when you know that when you go to Philly, if you're, if you're the Lakers, you know when you go to Philly, if you want to hang out with Ben Simmons the night before, you get there a day early, you can do that. You know, when when you when you do your West Coast swing, you know you can hang out with LeBron or. Anthony Davis out there now, you know, it's when you do the Texas swing, you can come, you can hang out with Harden and Westbrook and, uh, you know, 
Porzingis, if you're if you're friends with, you, you know what I mean. Like, there's more right. of that camaraderie outside of just playing basketball, which is why we see the super teams and and players talking about recruiting players to come play with them when they become free agents and stuff like that. Yeah, um, basketball is just a, a closer knit group. I think it's a smaller group, and so it kind of makes sense. I remember uh, in an interview, Kobe saying that. Uh, you know, during the 2016 NBA Finals, he gets a FaceTime call, and he's like, you know, he hates FaceTime unless it's, like, his family, right? right. And it ended up being Kyrie Irving in the locker room after, they, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers won the championship, and, you you know, all, uh, all uh, Kyrie Irving was saying was, uh, you know, I took your advice, it worked, it worked. Uh, you know, he was, like, really excited, and, um, you know, it... it like you say, like he, uh, Kobe became a father figure to to Kyrie Irving, you know, and mentor, and a mentor, you yeah. know, and and to so many other NBA players as well, you know. Yeah. So uh, he's he's gonna have a lasting effect on the uh, on the NBA, man, and and you know, if you look on, on a lot of people, if you look on, you know, going back to his career, if you look. At his career accolades, I mean, it just sounds like, I mean, five-time NBA champion, two-time Finals Finals MVP, Most Valuable Player, eighteen-time All-Star, four four-time All-Star Game MVP. That shows you how competitive he was because no one tries in the All-Star Game, yeah. but he did. Eleven-time All NBA First Team, two-time NBA Second Team, two-time Third Team, nine-time All Defensive First Team. Three-time NBA defensive second team, two-time NBA scoring champ, slam dunk contest winner, all-rookie second team. I mean, two numbers, two numbers retired. Yeah. Two numbers retired by one franchise. How many people can even say that, right? I mean, just, just incredible. Yeah, yeah just I mean, an incredible list of accolades. You, I mean, twenty, twenty-year veteran, right? I mean. And one of those years, he blew out an Achilles and came back. Think about it. He he came out of high school, and, I mean, he stunk it up in his first season against Utah, <laughs> shooting all those air balls. Yeah. And that, you know, it, he just didn't discourage himself, you know? He just, he just uh, kept working. He just kept working, and... You know, I mean, there's, he, he there's, endless, there's endless stories on, if you YouTube it on how he'd, you know, be the first one. J- Jalen uh, Rose was saying it this morning on, on Get Up. He was like, he embodied all the sayings that that we hear, first in, first out. He was like literally the first one in, last one out. Right. Or first one, last one out. Yeah, first one in, last yeah. one out. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he... Left it all on the court. He he embodied all those sayings that you know that that we use or that. Did you see the clip of, about him talking about practice? No. He was talking about practice, and he goes, "Practice should be harder than the games, oh. right?" Right, right. He goes, right. "You you go to practice. It's not a light shoot around. You yeah. go in there. You got to work on stuff. So you got to practice hard." Right. And you know, it remind you know to hear that, and and to put it you know opposite. The very famous Allen Iverson practice rant yeah. that he has, not not to not to not to bag on Allen Iverson because he was a great player himself, right, right. but it's just funny how 
that that just to me shows how competitive he was and yeah. how, what a hard working guy and you know when him and Shaq when him and Shaq were at their best I mean that was just a ridiculous I mean Shaq is a ridic- it was a ridiculous you know unstoppable object but I mean he was a big part of that duo that oh yeah you know pro- and that, mm. if you think about it that was probably the last duo after that you got into the era of three, right? You had to have, yeah. You, you didn't have to have, but you you wanted to have three guys, right? But in, in terms of duos, that was probably the last one, and that was more of a true duo, as opposed to Michael and Scotty, because Michael and Scotty had you know they had Paxson and Kerr, who were great outside shooters, Horace Grant on the inside to help them out, getting rebounds and whatnot. So while with the Bulls we talk about Michael and Scotty. There was more to it, and there was more to those Lakers too. I don't want to say that they were, you know, just playing five on two, but, but man, Kobe and Shaq were, were the engine yeah. of that team for sure. Yeah, definitely. Scored eighty one points in a game, right? Which yeah. is when you when you stop and think about that, eighty one points. I mean, that's that's another that's thing crazy. Jalen Rose brought up, and I mean, he was a part of that that game, right? Playing for the Toronto Raptors, he said. He said, "If you look at all of Kobe Bryant's highlights, that game is not. There's no. There's not many, if any, plays from that game in his top ten, top yeah. twenty, top fifty highlights. So it, it wasn't like he said. Uh, Jalen Rose said he didn't do any trash talking. He just went out there and played. He he wasn't. He he just he was just playing basketball. Yeah." I mean, just incredible, amazing, amazing, absolutely incredible. Well, hey, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about anything else. Obviously, the Super Bowl is coming up. Yeah. We told people we'd give our picks this week and break down the game. Uh, I think we should go ahead and do that. All right. Like. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Go ahead. So let's uh, let's move on. We're moving on, but we're not forgetting. So let's uh, let's go. We've got a. I think, to me, one of the most evenly matched Super Bowls that we've had in a while. You know, the last few years, it feels like going into the game, we had a definite favorite one way or the other. Right. We had a definite thought of who would win. Now it didn't always work out that way, but you know, we we there was a kind of a clear favorite, and by clear, I don't mean fourteen points, but. You know, three, four, six, right? We've we've seen that in the last few years. This year, I feel like it's a pick 'em game. I, I feel like damn near. I, you know, now I know most of the money so far, and granted, there's a week to go, has come in on the Chiefs, but I still feel like it's pretty close, and it hasn't been enough. You know, it are, hasn't been enough to really move the needle. Are I they, think it's still at the, one, right? Yeah, it's not going to go past one and a half. I don't think it even gets to two. Yeah, I think it's going to stay right there. So it's pretty much a pick em game in Miami. The Kansas City Chiefs from the AFC, the San Francisco 49ers from the NFC. Uh, give me your, your first thoughts when you when you knew about the matchup last week. What were your first thoughts? Uh, Shit, that was a long time ago. I can't think that far back, bro. Come on, man. Uh, no, I mean... Uh, first thoughts, advantage Chiefs. Um, I, I think they're going to win. And they're going to win convincingly. 
I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to be as close as we want it to be. Now, do you think that's just because of what you saw them do the last two weeks, or do you think they're just that much better than the 49ers? I think they're that much better. I, I, I don't know. Something about the 49ers. The 49ers have an excellent... They have a, they have a good team. They have an excellent defense. I don't, I don't, I mean, the running back from the 49ers, I mean, I could run behind that offensive line. I, I don't, I don't think he's that great. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G really hasn't shown me much. I, I don't, I don't really, I mean, if, if, if I had to trust the quarterback, it would probably be Patrick Mahomes. Um, That's fair. You know, I know Andy Reid has has a knack for you know blowing games, or you know not calling the right plays, or you know bad timing of calling plays or whatever. But I think he's still a, an excellent coach. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't. I'm not. I'm not fully sold even at this point on the Forty ers To wow. be honest with you. Wow. So. Wow, what a lack of respect for the 49ers. I know. Hey, I, look, it's I, not Joe Montana back there. It's not Roger I, uh, Craig. It's not Jerry Rice. I mean, I break down the game, right, the way it's going to happen, right? I look at the Kansas City offense against the San Francisco defense and vice versa. Look, the, the part of the game that's going to be, I think, super exciting to watch is going to be that San Francisco defense against the Kansas City offense. Kansas City has so many weapons on offense. And that San Francisco defense is so good. Uh, they're good at stopping the run, and they've got a very good secondary to handle the speed that Kansas City has in those receivers and all their catching options. I think that's, that is, to me, the crux of the game. I think the 49ers' offense against the Chiefs' defense is not a mismatch, and I don't think that the Niners are going to score a ton, but they're going to score 20 points. And I think that's going to be enough. Uh, I, you know, they've done a very good job of running the ball. They will control the clock. Jimmy G does not, either does not make the the bad mistake or gets away with it. Because quite frankly, in the throughout the NFC playoffs, he made some throws that you were like, oh my god, that's that's a terrible idea, and he got away with it. And right. it seems like sometimes, you know, you know how it works. Sometimes. Luck smiles upon you, and I feel like that's where Jimmy G is. Not to say that it's all luck, but the few mistakes that he makes, he seems to get away with. And look, they're going to run, 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 run. They're going to try to control the clock and really control the football game. And I think their offense and the way they're going to play it is actually going to help their defense. The other thing is, I think when you have two weeks to prepare, I always think it's advantage defense. Uh, A, they get to rest and heal up. I feel like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like defenses get more banged up in football games than offenses. Mm -hmm. And so two weeks off, I think, helps the defense recover more than the offense. And look, that guy on defense, that that, uh, defensive coordinator they have, is doing a masterful job. He did a masterful job against Minnesota. He did the same thing to, to the Packers. I mean, absolutely dismantled both of those teams in the playoffs. And, you know, he's done it throughout the season to a lot of good teams. So, I, two weeks to plan, I feel like he's going to turn around and do the same thing to the Chiefs. 
And I think it's going to be a close game. But I think in the end, what's going to happen, Mahomes is going to get that last chance. He's going to get a chance to drive down the field and get them to kick the game-winning field goal or get them in the end zone to win the game. But I think the defense of the 49ers stands tall and wins the football game. I think the 49ers will be your Super Bowl champions. Don't forget the Chiefs' defense has really you know, played well. I mean, they they stopped Derrick Henry, probably the hottest runner in, in the league in the last, in the second half of the season. Yeah. So they, you know, that defense is not a slouch either. And you give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare. Um, he's he's done pretty well after a bye uh, in his career. So yeah. I mean, it. I think it's gonna it, be a good it, football game. It looks game. very even, but I, I, I think Patrick Mahomes You're on makes the Patrick Mahomes train. It, it makes it. He makes that much of a difference. Um, and you know. The weapons that he has, they're fast. Man, they're good. Um, if you know. uh, if if the Chiefs win, do you think we're if the chief if the Chiefs win, do you think that is the beginning of a dynasty for Kansas City? Mm, no, 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 I, I, no. In football, it's really hard, man. Plus, you know. Yeah, no, it'll, I'm not it'll talking, take two not, or three years till somebody catches up, and then you know. That's, I'm not talking about the Patriots six Super Bowls in ten years or you know twelve years or whatever. Yeah, they no. But I'm talking about for the next five six like years. Cowboys three out of four. Maybe not even three out of four, but they're gonna well, make. They're, they're, they're gonna make. They're gonna make the Super Bowl or a conference championship. For the next five or six years. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't call that a dynasty. I think they got to win a Super Bowl right. to be no, yeah. a dynasty. Well, if they make it to, let's say they make it to four Super Bowls and win two of them, and they're in conference championships games in the other years, and so over seven years you're looking at Super Bowls or conference championship, a couple of Super Bowl wins. That to me is a dynasty. A seven year, a seven year run like that, that's a dynasty in the NFL. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I could, I mean. I think dynasties are built by winning championships. So, like, the Cowboys in the, in the 90s, I think that's a dynasty. The Patriots, obviously. Um, you know, what the Yankees did in, in, in the 90s, that's a dynasty. They actually won, uh, you know, getting... Yeah, no, I, and no, I, I agree with you. If, if over the next seven years they make it to the Super Bowl seven times, which would be quite a... Quite I will... A uh, but, but if they I, lose them all, it's, then... It's, it's only appropriate I take a page out of Kobe Bryant and say... Participation trophies don't count. <laughs> so that's for you, Kobe. But uh, yeah, I mean they, they, I mean they could very well be. But you know, Andy Reid's getting up there in age too, right? How, how much longer may he want to go, right? Yeah. If you gotta he, wonder, he doesn't want to coach anymore. He might be. He's been coaching for a long time. Yeah, he sure has. All right, so 49ers win in your book. Who gets the MVP? It's gonna go to a defensive player. Well, who? A guy on the defense. <laughs> Um, you think defense, huh? I I really think their defense is going to be the difference well, in the game. Um, I don't know because we'll it's man. so rare that a defensive player wins the MVP, right? I feel like in the last twenty years we've had more defensive MVPs than than before. Oh, than before. I thought yeah. you were going to say more than a. More no. than offensive players. No, 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 no way. No, 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 no. No way if we had no. 10 defensive players with the MVP. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I mean, know. If, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, the running back, Mostert, 
Right, is that Mostert? He'll he'll have to run his ass off, and uh, he he would he would he, have to carry the team. He could, yeah, he could because win the MVP. If, if if yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, they don't blow a lead. You know. Yeah. Kyle yeah. Shanahan's coaching that team. Alrighty, man. You ready to wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. There'll be no shout out today. Um. You know, it's like I said, it's been a rough, it's been a rough uh, 24, 36 hours or however long it's been since we found out about Kobe, and it's really been sad. And uh, I hope that uh, I hope that people appreciate their families and their friends because you know, unfortunately, you never know in this life, and it's unfortunate that that stuff like this has to happen for us to realize that sometimes. But uh, I did want to mention the nine people. I know we've talked a lot about Kobe, but there were nine people in that helicopter that perished. Uh, They had families and friends, and uh, I'm sure that, you know, their, their families and their friends are hurting just as much as everyone else is about Kobe. And so my heart... Uh, goes out to all of those families as well. So the nine people were Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, Era Zaboyan, and Christina Mauser. Uh, for Alex and I from the Positive Sports Podcast, our little our little itty bitty show, our thoughts and prayers go out to you and your families. Uh, may God be with you during these difficult times, and may you find peace and comfort in the memory of those loved ones. Ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.